Pet Care Rockstars is brought to you by... Do you have a pet care business but need a website? Well, look no further than the Pet Care Rockstars website solution. We can deliver to you a fast-loading, mobile-optimized website that's also SEO-friendly. Your customers will love our websites, and you'll love the affordability. We'll also give you all the tools you need to easily maintain your website, even if you have little technical knowledge. Go to PetCareRockstars.com slash websites now to get more information. Welcome to Pet Care Rockstars. Solid advice you can implement into your own pet care business today. Whether you're just starting out, getting ready to grow, or ready to scale. You'll hear firsthand from Pet Care Rockstars who've been down this path before, including what worked, what didn't, and some tools you'll need for your awesome journey. Now the host of Pet Care Rockstars, Dave Westwood. The pain points for service providers such as pet sitters and dog walkers is having a system in place that can handle everything that is needed to run the business. My guest today is not only someone that owns a pet sitting business, but has also developed a solution for her business that also helps other service providers to effectively manage their businesses as well. The app is called Handler and it's without the E and it allows sitters to schedule, take credit cards, and allows users to book online directly through the Handler app. My guest, Brittany Alvarud, welcome to Pet Care Rockstars. Hey, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be on here with you. Oh, hey, I, I am thrilled to have you. I know, uh, you know, we've talked a couple times, so uh, glad we finally got the chance to uh, do this. So, Britt, before, before you got involved in tech, um, you, you started your pet sitting business after college. Um, I, I know you weren't a dog walking major during college. So tell us how this all came about. That would be a really great major, though. <laughs> it, it would. <laughs> you could actually use that major and make some money off of it, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I went to UCSD and that's where um, I started walking dogs because I really missed my dogs um, when I went to college. Started walking neighbor's dogs and that snowballed and then pretty soon I got busier and busier and I decided, you know what, I actually have a business here. And when I graduated college, I didn't really have a clear path, but I had um, this you know, little business going and I thought I'm going to turn this into a professional service and go all the way with it. So that's when Dogs Energy started. And what what was the reaction from like your friends and your family and stuff when you said, hey, yeah, that whole college thing, nah, I'm, I'm going to walk dogs. I'm going to have this dog walking business. You know, I, my family is very loving and supporting, but I think from that love, they were thinking, wait, you went to UCSD to be a dog walker? And what happened to wanting to be a vet or a cardiologist or, or whatnot? And I, and, you know, I just had to explain to them that, um, that I found out that I wasn't cut out for the medical field, first of all. Um, I all of a sudden started passing out when I was in hospitals. <laughs> so that wasn't going to work out. Um, and then two, I'm just a creative person and love um, relationships and creating things and business. And, um, and so I just kind of said, you know, I'm just going to see where this takes me. And then fast forward a few years later, and I'm hiring my mother as my first employee and um, making more money than most of my peers coming out of college. 
Um, and you know, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, life is what you make out of it. And I really believe in creating things out of life that make you happy and doing things that you love and being around animals and, and they're humans. I love their humans just as much, just really lit that, um, fire in me. And I, and I also thought, you know, I could make a million dollars if I walk a million dogs, <laughs> that kind of mentality. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's funny, and you mentioned the people aspect of it. I think sometimes we forget that that it really is a people business as well, because you do have uh, interactions with the actual clients as well as the dogs. So I think it's critical having those people skills. So you've been doing this um, probably about 10 years now. Um, At at what point in your growth did you come to the realization that, hey, I've got to put some systems in place. And what struggles did you have when when you tried to do that? Oh, yes. So um, it's been 13 years now running Dogs Energy. And I wish that I could say it's all been unicorns and puppies and rainbows, (laughs) but it (laughs) has not. And I learned a lot from the bumpy road. Um, and that's why I am so thrilled to be in the position I am now to be helping other people who are struggling with burnout or struggling with feeling stuck in their business and helping them get to the next level, which is the putting systems in place. I love that you said that. That's my jam. (laughs) Um, and coming up with systems so that you can effectively build a team and an organization to keep the business thriving and healthy and successful, even without you there. And, um, and, you know, I remember feeling trapped after a while because I was doing it all. And it was working 12 to even 16 hour days or more, if you count doing the I was doing multiple group dog walks in the morning, then doing single dog walks, and then doing a training session with clients, and then doing overnight pet sitting. And I was literally almost working 24-7, and I couldn't take it anymore. And I was starting to have these, like, meltdowns where I I just – my phone was going constantly, and and I just couldn't do it anymore, and my service was – I wouldn't say failing, but it was compromised because I was so overwhelmed by everything I had to do all the time. It wasn't just taking care of the dogs. It's getting back to client emails and phone calls and texts that were never ending and making sure that I kept up on invoicing and payments and is my schedule correct? And oh my God, wait, you know, waking up in the middle of the night going, did I forget a dog? <laughs> Which, <laughs> We've all had that nightmare, believe me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so much responsibility and it's overwhelming if you're doing it all on your own. So uh, one day I was totally burned out. I was exhausted. I was eating all my meals in my car, rushing to and from dogs. And I, I looked down to get that perfect bite of oatmeal and just wham, like I just ran into the back of a car, two cars that were parked or stopped behind a trash truck. And at that moment, I literally hit a wall and I was so embarrassed and so freaked out and I was, I was exhausted. So that happened and then that same week, I had a client who said to me, who was really upset, I gave her an invoice really late, 
she goes, oh my gosh, how am I going to show my husband this, that I spent this much on dog walking? This is so unprofessional. Brittany, you're not a businesswoman. You're just a dog walker. And I was floored. I was just like, oh my God, she's so right. So um, those things happened. And then a few years later, I decided to stop, evaluate, journal, write it out, and realized that she was so right. I needed to be a businesswoman, not just a dog walker. And that's when I started reading every business book that I could get my hands on. And two of which were life-changing are The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And then, um, uh, oh my gosh, what's the other one? Oh, I just totally blanked. It'll come back to me. Um, but The E-Myth is the biggest one that really changed everything for me. Um, and that talks all about how to not work just in your business, but how to work on it. And so that's where I vowed to work on my business from then on. Yeah, I think the myth is something that, um, you know, I've read the book as well. And it's something I think for any entrepreneur is absolutely a must read. So I, I'm right there with you. Um, so you know, you suffered from burnout, exhaustion, and I think a lot of us have been there that are in this business. Um, you know, tell me, walk me through that path as far as what you did to kind of get beyond that burnout, become that businesswoman and working on the business as opposed to working at it. Well, it definitely didn't happen overnight. So, if anybody is, you know, listening and in this position of how do I make this happen for myself, don't get overwhelmed by all the things that you have to do and just write it all down and take it step by step. And that might take you a month to get it all done. It might take you a year. Um, but what it really came down to was I knew that I needed to create the systems so that I could hand it off to somebody else. So think of it, think of your business not as you, take your ego out of it um, because a lot of people think I'm the only one who can walk these dogs like this. I'm the only person I can trust. And the truth is I've hired people in the last 10 years or so that um, that are better at at dog walking than I am. <laughs> um, they have been fantastic and and I realized that I'm really great with the dogs because I really love doing the dog training, but I wanted to focus on dog training and then just hire dog walkers. That was kind of my first step um, to take over more of the dog walking for me. And then I also realized I needed to bring on a scheduling manager because that was what was really getting to me was I loved working with the dogs, but then coming home and being exhausted and then having to do the schedule and and do the invoicing, get back to everybody was just like, I couldn't do it anymore after. I think I did that for about four or six, four to six years, somewhere in there, I don't remember, where I was doing all of that and I didn't wanna do it anymore. So, um, so hiring a manager was key for me. And I was lucky enough that my mom had kind of worked with me for a couple of years at that point. And then I decided to take her out of the dog walking role and give her the manager role. But hiring your first employee or your first independent contractor is 
a big step. And what I did was I realized, okay, this is what my monthly expenses are. This is how to live. This is what my expenses are for the business. And this is what I need for marketing budget or just an emergency um, and also an emergency fund. So then I decided, okay, I need to make X amount. And then anything beyond that, now I can start hiring somebody. So that that way I didn't have to take like a pay cut. Um, I just had to know this is how much I'm paying myself. But then anything beyond this is going to my next person and then kept on rolling that. And then once I got more profitable and, um, and had more full-time people and was able to take on more volume, that's when I gave myself a, a little raise. So I put myself on salary basically. Um, but in order to bring on people, you have to trust them. And then that's where the systems come in and that's where technology really plays a big role in that because it's like your infrastructure to your mobile business. So even though you have this mobile business, you need to kind of organize it all into one place. So that's where I went to go look for pet care software and couldn't find anything that really worked for me or that was modern. There were no um, apps out there available. And with Uber and Airbnb and all these apps coming out, um, I was like eight or 10 years ago, I thought, I want that for my clients, but I couldn't afford to build it just for my business because it's so extraordinarily expensive to build an app. And so that's when I thought, well, what if I built it for all of us? So all of us business owners struggling with this. And what if I made it be so amazing that it was able to power all of our businesses? And then when all these big on-demand app companies came out, I thought, oh, now we really need this. <laughs> like We all are going to sink like the taxi cabs versus Uber if we do not get with the times and offer our customers the on-demand app experience. Wow, that was really long-winded. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And, you know, I think that is one thing that, um, at least in the pet sitting world, um, we, I think we do struggle with is w some of the apps really lack a lot of the features um, that most pet sitters are looking for. And I think the ones that are probably a little more up to date technologically wise are really out of the price range uh, for somebody that's trying to build a team. Um, so I think that's something that, um, you know, really um, is a great idea because I think your viewpoint on Handler is like, hey, I, I want to position it in the same way of a, you know, a Rover, a WAG, an Uber, you know, in terms of multiple people being able to use it, uh, but also giving the ease. Um, so, so let's talk about the app for a little bit. Um, you know, it's available in the app store. So it's handler uh, without the E, correct? Um, talk about some of the features that it offers. Sure. So handler, it gives businesses, the um, business owners, the control over their scheduling, their payments, their tracking their employees to see where they are at all times, um, making sure they're checking in and checking out where they're supposed to be on time. Um, so on the business dashboard, that's kind of where your hub is. And then connected to the business dashboard is your customer app and the team app. 
And so your dog walkers get added to your dashboard. They get an invitation to download the app and join to see their scheduled appointments. And then on the customer app, that's where your clients, you can invite them to the app. They download it, register. It takes like one or two minutes, depending on how much information they put in about their pet's profile. They can scan their credit card or input it, and then it gets saved to their profile. And as soon as they tap the heart on your business or book a service, all of their information automatically gets saved to your customer list, your database on your dashboard. So you have um, all of that information saved. And with Dogs Energy, for instance, I wanted to make it as seamless as possible. So for new clients, they can um, tap on the app store links on our website to download the app. And then as soon as they do that, they can register and book a service like I just said. But then it's amazing because even before we go to the meet and greet, we have all of their relevant information and we haven't even spoken to them yet. So when we do speak to them, it's it's really easy because we're just making that relationship with them, talking about their dog and getting to know them, not just taking down all their details. Um, and so when they book a service, they go ahead and, um, and they are now booked and that shows up on the on the dashboard for you and you get an email notification that you've been booked and then on the team app they get a notification that they've been booked and so everything happens uh, seamlessly between all three of those any changes made um, so you don't have to text and call your team members you know with their scheduled appointments but then how handler is different from other pet care software and this People just don't understand this, and so I'm trying to get the the word out there, is that I really couldn't stand doing scheduling, and I really wish that my clients could just see the open time slots in our schedule and just book it automatically without having to get back to them, click anything to approve or decline or assign. Um, so Handler is smart enough, the algorithm knows how long your service takes, how much time you need in between appointments, and then which zip code um, that team member will perform those services in. And then it will only display the availability based on when that team member said they could work. So let's say from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. they'll work. They do these services and these zip codes. And then it will take into account any other appointments booked with them. And it will only show the open time slots within 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. based on all those parameters. So then on the customer app, those time slots show up and then your clients can book them um, right away and get that immediate confirmation and satisfaction that one, one less thing is checked off their to-do list and their pet's day is handled. So that's the whole idea. Yeah, and that makes it really seamless uh, because, again, you're not having to call a customer back or call your sitters say hey are you available at this time or whatever you already have that information so i think that's something that's really great and like you said when you go to a meet and greet you've already got that information um so one thing you mentioned is the dashboard and that's you know web-based interface because i think probably some people in pet sitting business you know may feel a little intimidated just working off their cell phone, right? You know, um, ex almost exclusively. So 
um, you are able to use a web-based interface to kind of interact. But um, one thing I, and actually there's a lot of things I love. You and I went through this demo um, and there's a, there's a couple of features that I really love um, being a business owner. And the first is the three-way chat where you can chat directly with the owner and the, or of the client that is, and the sitter without having to give out cell phone numbers. I think one thing as a business owner, um, and I know you mentioned independent contractors and stuff like that, you're always afraid that, you know, all of a sudden your client's going to try and, um, you know, take a sidestep and, and steal that sitter from you and, or that sitter is going to quit and then all of a sudden try and poach your clients. So this really takes that out of the equation um, and keeps the owner directly involved um, in that respect or the manager, right? Great. Yeah. And thank you, by the way, for taking the time to check out Handler with me. Mm -hmm. It was really fun showing it to you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, so that was the thing, too, is that, you know, like I was saying, when you're thinking about bringing on staff or when you're thinking about scaling and really getting to that next level of 20 team members or 40 team members, you need to have that visibility and you want to make sure that you can you have quality control and that you're keeping everything within your brand and your your machine. <laughs> you want your business to be a well-oiled machine. And the easier it is for your clients to interact with you and communicate with you and make it all seamless is extremely important. But also, you know, you don't want to always be that middleman between your client and your dog walker because now you're just wasting all this time and energy when they could be communicating directly, but you can still see what's being said. And if there, if it's easy to communicate, there's less reason for them to go off and get each other's phone numbers and to cut you out. And then um, part of that seamlessness is also making it really easy for people to pay. Um, I don't know about you, but I love Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, I love PayPal because you can go on a website and you just don't even have to get up to go get your credit card. People are so lazy these days. There's another book that I just read called um, the, oh my gosh, these books are not coming to me today. Um, the critical consumer or the, the oh, okay, Dave, I'm going to get back to you on that. All right. Sounds but, and the other book I remembered, by the way, the four hour work week. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so this one will come back to me too. Um, but anyways, it's about how we're all very lazy and entitled. Oh, the entitled consumer. There you go. That's the title. <laughs> um, so anyways, it's about how we're very, we're very entitled. We're very lazy and how we want things easy. And so if it's not easy to do business with you, people are going to bounce. And that's why the apps like WAG and Rover have done so well is because it's so easy and user friendly. So they can, you know, pay by credit card easily. It, and, and I'm also so lazy myself that I don't like getting a PayPal invoice in my email and then having to go click the button to pay it. I mean, that's next level lazy, but <laughs> because I'm an entitled consumer, I'm like, you have my credit card, just charge me. Um, so with dog walking or with handler, 
Um, so as soon as your dog walker goes and checks in for the appointment, they can get directions to the job and then it connects to their maps and then they check in when they arrive. They can send photos and updates through the chat. Um, and then when they check out, it marks the service as complete and then it sends the client a receipt. And it looks a lot like a Lyft receipt where they can leave a tip for your dog walker and rate them and leave a comment. And so this way, um, you're not only getting feedback and keep, they have a performance rating on the dashboard to let you know how they're doing. Um, so you know who you need to let go or who you need to train more or give a nice bonus too. Um, and then on the team app, your team members, they can keep track of their, their quality of service as well. And I think a lot of, you know, dog walking is a lonely business and you don't see the client, you don't get much positive feedback, even though you put so much love into what you're doing with the dogs. And so with the Handler team app, they can see what their overall rating is and they can see their tips that they're making and, and nice comments that, that um, your clients are leaving for them. So that also really helps a lot in terms of keeping your staff happy and keeping quality control without micromanaging. Yeah, and one thing you mentioned is tips, and we all have we all love money, right? And you know, so one of the things when you used the other pet sitting software before you developed the solution, um, how did you find the tips relative to what your sitters are seeing now using the handler app? Because I agree, I think it makes it so much easier to just drop in 10, 15, 20% right there and having that option for the customer. Whereas I, I do think the pet sitting softwares that we see out there generally don't offer that option. Mm -hmm. um, well, we have a huge attrition rate in this industry. Um, and so there's a lot of people that think dog walking is an easy job and it'll be great in the short term until they get something better. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's like not the majority, but a lot of people that you hire. Um, and so what we found is that our attrition rate went way down when we introduced tips because suddenly, you know, we're only able to pay so much per hour because, you know, it's, it's, we're not making a whole lot per hour. I mean, it's not like we're charging $100 per hour here. Right. Um, so just giving the clients the ability to leave a 15 or 20% tip, a lot of them leave a 20% tip. And so um, that can be as much as about $4 extra. So maybe instead of getting paid $14 an hour, now all of a sudden they're getting paid $18 an hour. So they're, they're stoked. And with that, you know, variable, um, reward. It also keeps people more motivated. Like, hey, I want to, I want to get more tips here, and it's just a great bonus to the job. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a win all the way around because ultimately, if they're motivated to get more tips, they're going to perform better, which is going to help their performance rating, which hopefully is going to help them get more pet sitting jobs. <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. you're going to see that high rating and schedule that person versus someone that's not cutting it as you mentioned so um so you know it sounds like it's pretty much a win all around um so you know we kind of talked about how handler came about but um you know like you said apps are pretty expensive to develop um i know i'm pretty good with technology 
I can't develop an app. So how did this whole thing come from, hey, I want to do an app to it's in the app store and we've got it running? <laughs> We're going to need another like two hours here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, it's been really, really tough and a big learning curve and um, developers speak a whole new language literally than we do um, because they're, they're very uh, detailed and, um, and I thought I was a detailed person until I went to try to design and put together all these use cases for developing this. But, um, but my dad, he's actually a robotics engineer and um, he builds these huge robots and, um, and does automation for Tesla and for a lot of big companies like Seagate, Tesla, and now he's doing stuff for Ray, for Oakley and putting the little tiny screws in the sunglasses. Anyways, my dad's a genius. <laughs> I'm not a genius and I'm not an engineer at all. Um, but growing up with him and the way that his thought process works and how everything has a solution and everything is a very linear step-by-step step-by-step um, -step program to get the results you want and anything's possible. So he really taught me that. And, um, and so when it came to developing the app, I was so gung-ho on figuring out how to scale my business and I just could not find any pet care software that I liked. And, um, and so that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to go for this because I want this for my business. And if, if I need this so bad, then maybe other people do as well. Um, so that's when I went and recruited an amazing development team. And, um, and then that's when I worked with a, a UI UX designer to come up with all the wireframes and, and, uh, for, for, it took like about two years to get it fully developed and ready. And then um, another half year for me to use it with my business first. My business has always been the guinea pig with Handler. Um, so all the initial testing is done with Handler. And and if my business doesn't like it, that means nobody else is going to like it. And so um, it's a good litmus test. And then once it was ready for market, we went live. And that's when we um, onboarded our first Handler partners. And and it's been a wild, fun ride. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing um, with this that I love is the price tag. Um, you know, I think one of the things that just bugs me to no end is every month I get this statement of my the credit card fees. And I'm like, I, I just don't even want to open the envelope. And it just annoys me. So the merchant solution is actually building the handler. Um, you know, basically the costs are embedded into what the fee is, right? So whatever you charge for a pet sit, you know, handler is taking a certain percentage. So you're not paying as, as a client, you know, um, as the owner of a pet sitting company, you're not paying a monthly bill for software, you know, and you're not getting a bill from a credit card merchant for hundreds of dollars a month. And I, I love that. I mean, that is really one thing. Um, so to talk about that a little bit, because I, I think that's a, a 
underrated feature that that like kind of goes under the radar that where I was like, whoa, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we so I um, so when I was figuring out, you know, how how do we make sure that we're a profitable business? Because with so many people depending on us, last thing we want to do is go belly up because we're not making ends meet. And there's major server costs involved. And especially because our program is so automated compared to other programs. But I didn't want uh, business owners to have another monthly subscription fee. And so and I also wanted to motivate us to make the app really good and to, um, you know, make your clients really happy to use the app. So what we decided was let's make it free for business owners to get started and use it. But then what we'll do is we'll tack on a handler service fee on the app so that we mark up your original service price by 5% when we show it to clients on the app. And so basically the clients who want to use the app are paying for the use of it. just like with, let's say, um, Airbnb, it's, I think, uh, 30 or 40% is what the Airbnb service fee is. Um, but we're not, we're not doing that whatsoever. We don't believe in that. Um, and so that way the client is paying for the convenience which I don't know if you use Postmates or DoorDash, we're all used to paying that service fee to make our lives easier and to use the app. I could pick up the phone and I could call my local pizza joint and just have them deliver it. But once again, lazy, entitled consumer, and I'd rather just go on my phone, order the pizza, and not have to tell them my credit card over the phone. Um and so I pay, you know, $3.99 service fee or whatever to use that app. So that's kind of where that um, fee structure comes from. And it's also great because it's pay as you go. So, um, so you know, the clients are, are paying for it, but it's up to you as the business owner. Do you want to absorb that fee or offset it? Or do you want your client to carry it? And if your client doesn't want to use the app, you can add them completely free to your client list and you can still schedule them. You can still bill their credit card and um, and you can still GPS track your team member, but they're not going to have the bells and whistles of the app, but they're not going to pay for it either. So then it's completely free. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, does the customer see that charge? I mean, when they get their receipt, do they see that charge or do they just see... Hey, my dog walk was $25 or whatever the amount is. How's that broken out? So they it's absorbed into the price that they see. But we have asked have had some clients request a new feature um, or new handler, sorry, handler partners have requested to break it out. So that's actually a new um, feature that's coming out in about a month or two. Uh, where it will be a line item charge instead of just part of the overall price. And it's up to you as the business owner to uh, decide how you want to do that. Gotcha. So speaking of features that you're adding, um, obviously this has kind of been an evolution, right? So what other features um, do you hope to add to Handler to enhance it going forward? In your dream list, (laughs) what what would you like to do? Well, um, lots. And this is what 
you know, gets me so excited and keeps me so, um, you know, excited about Handler's future and growth is uh, we really talk closely with all of our Handler partners. Um, I just love getting to know every everyone that I can um, and asking them what they need and what would make their life so easy, so much easier if they had a magic wand, what would they want Handler to do? So we have a roadmap um, with everything prioritized based on how often we hear that somebody wants something. So I have to make sure that it aligns with the overall vision of Handler, but we really respond to feedback. So one of the things that's coming out soon is an on-demand blast-out feature where it's instead of taking your team members' availability, you can just take an appointment request that comes in and then it gets automatically blasted out to say your team of 20 people that live in the same zip code as that client who is requesting a service and then they can pick it up on the app. So that's something that um, will hopefully be coming out um, probably at the end of the year. And then the other thing I'm really excited about is um, gross profit margin tracking so that we're you're able to see how much you're paying out, you know, your gross, um, your gross wages compared to gross revenue and be able to look ahead and say, okay, next week, this team member here, we're in the red. We need to make sure that we adjust the schedule. And then the other part of that is route optimization that we're coming out with so that that way it will take all of the scheduled appointments in a certain time block and then it will um, route optimize it and do a suggested route within a certain time frame so that that way you're really you know optimizing the mileage oh that that is a great feature especially when you're paying you know by the hour um you know for a business owner i think that is uh pretty huge so you know one thing handler is not just for pet providers i mean we've talked about that for your pet sitting business and mine um what other types of business can use this and um how can a company kind of use the app to build synergy with other local businesses in their area mm -hmm. yeah i was just talking to um a big mobile groomer out in new york and um they didn't realize that handler had this this component to it where you can invite other um, other service providers in your area that you refer to already, for example. And so he really wanted to open up in a new market. And I said, well, if you know of any dog walkers that are, you know, have a really big business, a lot of clients, and they're, let's say 500 clients download the app, well, suddenly they're going to see not only that dog walking business, but also your business on there. And suddenly you're going to have 500 um, dog owners that are able to see your business and your availability and book you right away. So it's customizable to really mobile service providers that go to people's homes. Um, and so it can be a dog groomer, it can be a dog walker, trainer, uh, personal trainer, massage therapist. So you can invite all your friends that own business owners and their clients can come on board. Kind of like how Open Table works. Are you familiar with that app, Dave? I am. I am. Yes. 
So um, there's a bunch of restaurants on there. And so this way, the restaurant isn't spending a million bucks on a reservation app. Instead, they're utilizing open tables back end for managing their reservations. But then they're also getting new clients because a bunch of people are using open table to book other uh, reservations. So with Handler, we also have an algorithm that that's actually coming out um, in about two weeks where we're going to be making it so that um, it will hide your competitors. So we're not going to display other dog walkers in your area when you invite a client to the app. Um, it will only show your business. So you don't have to worry about you know, your clients going to another dog walker. We don't want to promote competition. Um, we just want to really help our um, handler partners succeed. And we don't want to drive the prices lower by making it a competitive place like Rover. That's gotcha. not. Yeah, that's great. I mean, whereas open table, it's like, okay, hey, maybe I want, you know, French cuisine one night and I want Italian the next night. And it works, but like you said, you know, in a business like this where competitors are just that, direct competitors offering the same service, um, I can see where that would be important to add. So one of the things um, you also do, which I think is great, um, you know, people can request a demo of Handler. So you actually meet with them, uh, they schedule through the handler website and you know you share your screen kind of go over the features and um you know it's absolutely free so talk a little bit about that because you and i went through this and i i, I think getting that hands-on demo is um you know really a great way to kind of show all the capabilities yeah and that's the thing is that handler does a lot there's a lot of features and it's kind of very different from a lot of other pet care software. So it's kind of hard to have a model of it, of what it is in your mind. <clears throat> and so by getting on there, I can learn about, you know, your business, Dave, and what your goals are, and then, you know, be able to know, okay, this is what Dave really needs. Let's focus on this. Um, and then getting to know, hey, you know, you know, maybe you need route optimization and so that's something that I should really focus on, you know, having my team building towards that. So it's it's selfishly, it's a great way for me to also get to know my handler partners and what they want um, and what's best for them. And then it's also just really fun to be able to show all the ins and outs because if you just get on handler and you register and it's just a blank screen, <laughs> you don't have any customers on it yet, you don't have any team members, it can be very underwhelming and it's like, wait, how does all this work? So that's why I really like to help um, show everybody how it works. But I also do free onboarding sessions. Um, myself and my other onboarding specialists, we can sit down with you on the screen share and we can build out your whole entire business dashboard for you and with you so that you're successful from the start. Um, so we fully support that and that's all complimentary, of course. Yeah, and that's great. And I'm definitely going to put a link to that in our show notes uh, so people can uh, go on and schedule it. And one of the things, uh, we actually have a resource guide for uh, pet professionals, and um, Handler is going to be a part of the next iteration. So uh, mm -hmm. 
So I want to make sure, uh, you know, we we put that out there. Um, so one of the ways I, I connected with you is I heard your podcast and it's called Handling Business, appropriately enough. Um, talk about the podcast a little bit and how you because you don't have enough to do. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so you decide to do a podcast. Talk about that. Yeah, the podcast has been really fun. Um, yeah, and and it's been really amazing because I've learned so much from other really successful pet care entrepreneurs, people that their businesses are way bigger and better than mine. Um, so it's been really amazing, but also I felt very lonely in the early days of my business, feeling like nobody understands what I'm going through as, as a pet care business owner. Um, my friends didn't, and they thought, oh, it's easy, you know, how hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, going to the NAPS conferences and PSI, those uh, were really helpful to meet meet people in person and realize they have the same struggles and that we can help each other get past them. And then the podcast was like an extension of that where I invited several people who I met at the conferences to be on the podcast and share their story. And it's just, um, it's really great because it's very personal and just like we're having a conversation, just like your podcast, by the way, Dave, this has been super fun. It has been. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, just sharing stories. And that's kind of what handling business is about. Well, Britt, I always try and put people on the spot, not intentionally, but I, you know, I want to get to know people and I want my listeners to kind of get to know the guests. So tell us something that most people might not know about you. Oh, uh, that I have an animal hoarding problem. <laughs> no, I mean, not really. It's, I would, it's not hoarding, okay? It's just that I love animals a lot. And um, so I have two horses and two miniature donkeys, which are hilarious and don't tell any of the other animals, but they're kind of my favorites because they're ridiculous and, and just funny. And then I have um, an Irish wolfhound who's 135 pounds, and he's way taller than the kitchen countertop, and that which is a problem. And then I have two golden retrievers and a cat. So, uh, yeah, life is really fun <laughs> with all of those guys. Yeah, and I've gotten to see, I think, pretty much all of these animals on your Instagram. So, <laughs> so uh, tell us. Well, I'm actually going to tell people something um, about you that they may not know. And I'm going to surprise you with this. Well, it's not really a surprise to you. Um, but as we're recording this, tomorrow is your birthday. So, <laughs> so I guess I'll be one of the first to say happy birthday, even though the show will come out after your birthday. So. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yes, you're so right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to go on a hike with all the animals and enjoy the day and go out to dinner with friends after. Awesome. Well, I, I'm sure you will enjoy it. Um, Brittany, where can people connect with you? So you can find me at myhandler.com. That's M-Y-H-A-N-D-L-R.com. Um, you can email me at Brit at myhandler.com. That's B-R-I-T-T. -T. 
Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. It's kind of my personal one, so you're going to see all the crazy donkeys and things. Uh, Doggone Tech Girl. So that's D-O-G-G-O-N-E-T-E-C-H-G-I-R-L. Um, and then I'm, I'm on all the social channels, so you can also find um, my handler on Instagram and Facebook, too. Awesome. Well, I will absolutely make sure everything gets in the show notes, uh, even the books that you didn't remember. And some of the ones, if you do remember, let me know and I'll put them in the show notes too. So. Amazing. <laughs> Brittany Alford, thank you so much for uh, being a part of Pet Care Rockstars. Uh, thank you, Dave. This has been so much fun and um, really excited about your podcast. And likewise. So hopefully... I'll get on your podcast someday. So yes. <laughs> thanks, Brett. I'm very excited about it. Yep. All right. Thanks, Dave. Right. Thank you. This has been Pet Care Rockstars with Dave Westwood. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you'll be first to hear new episodes packed with tips and tools for your pet care business. And visit our website at PetCareRockstars.com to find out about the Pet Care Rockstars program, our all-in-one solution to get you up and running for your pet care business. To join the conversation and access more great content on your favorite social media sites, just search Pet Care Rockstars.